Listener Production. Hey mate, so today's pep talk, it's something a bit different. So I wanted to share this excerpt from a chat I had once with Olympic swimmer Bronte Campbell. She talks about sacrifice and I know you're going to have some thoughts on that, but what's more interesting is how she frames goals, how her goalposts change and why fulfilling her dream felt like an anticlimax. It wasn't something like I was getting forced to, to go. It was like literally the place that I wanted to be, which is so weird because now that I'm older, sometimes I don't want to go to training at all. I'm like, oh, maybe I've used up my quota of training sessions and I <laughs> used them all when I was seven. Well, it's hard, isn't it? Because you've got to be dedicated to get good at something, you know, and you obviously wanted to get good at it and you enjoyed it. So it was easier for you. But if you don't have that drive, it's very hard to get good. Yeah, it is. And and that's like a negative feedback loop as well because you're not getting better and so therefore you're less motivated so then you don't get any better and it just like, it's very hard to break that. Yeah, it's, it's rewarding when you're making progress. Yeah. 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 Totally. It seems insane to me that I literally didn't allow myself to have one session off. Like I would be like, no, I can't. I can't miss a single session. But it's also, now that I look back on it, it's like maybe that's the, yes, that's one session wouldn't have made a difference. But that that mind habit of always being on and always putting your sport first, that's definitely something that has got me to where I am today. So while the session may not have made a difference, it's... um. It's the habit of it that probably was helpful. Did you ever get drunk or party or have a dart? Have a dart. Definitely <laughs> like, no darts. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm I just think thinking of was... my adolescence, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> um, not really. Like maybe when it was the end of school, like, at graduation or something when there was a big party on a Saturday night, maybe I went to that. I probably hung out with my friends. Like maybe we had like tried some terrible, what were those things called? Those um, cruises? Vodka cruises. Yeah, those awful things. Maybe, but like honestly not a big part of my growing up because I mean, I qualified for the Olympic team when I was 17. Like I think... I might have had one party where, I'd, yeah, it was like definitely graduation and then there was an after party that night and everyone was like dancing and stuff. So that was like probably one of the only parties I've ever been to. And then I, you know, qualified for the Olympics a few months later and turned 18 just before I got over to London. And then I went over to London, competed. And the first time I ever went out, it was in a nightclub or anything, was like straight after the London Olympics. <laughs> Talk to me about being the best in the world. Because that sounds <laughs> oh. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I've not I've not been consistently I've only had one meet where I would say that I was the best that year. So that's a nice feeling. It's very good. It's very good. In 2015, um, I won the hundred meters and the fifty meters at the world champs, which were in Russia actually. It was incredible. But it was also like, great, this is this thing I've been pushing for and now I've got it 
and I'm on the other side of it and I don't actually feel any different. It hasn't, hasn't changed anything. Like I still have to go back and do my uni assignments. I still have to work at these relationships in my life. Like it didn't change anything. It's, um, I think I probably bought into that pot of gold sort of thing at the end of the rainbow. And I was like, great, my pot of gold will be winning an individual event. And I won it. I won the 100 freestyle, which is huge. And then I won the 50 freestyle. Only four people in history had ever won both of them. And it was like, great, this is awesome. But when I looked up, the pot of gold had moved again. And I was like, oh. <laughs> the next thing I wanted was like, okay, great, I've got to go to the Olympics and do it. And the, the goalpost always shifted, as well as there was no long-term happiness in the success. Like It was a great thing to have but it didn't materially change anything. And I sort of thought that it would. Just sort of an anti-climax. And it doesn't happen all at once, but it might be like three months later. So you get this initial spurt of like happiness and um, everyone's congratulating you and all these things. And three months later, you're like, I don't feel any different than I did before. I thought this was going to be a life-changing event. Thanks for listening to Terea Pritz Pep Talk. Follow to get new pep talks every day. Listener.